Drinks. Hey everyone, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. And Amanda Allen. And today we are joined with, uh, by Elizabeth Lame. Hi. Welcome. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, Elizabeth is a podcaster mm-hmm. and a mom uh-huh. of two. Oh, what were you going to add to that? Oh, I thought you were like searching for what I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you tell us. what. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, well now it feels weird. <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, you're a whole being. You're a complete person. Am I? Uh, <laughs> that's funny that we talk about that a fair amount here. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm always searching for who, what uh, I am, and who I am. Me too. It's funny. It's actually kind of connected to what I was planning on talking about. Oh, good. Uh, mm. So I have three kids, three boys, six, four, and then one. I have three kids, six, and two almost four-year-olds. So a six-year-old boy and then yeah. twin three-year-olds. I'll, I'll just say they're three because yeah. they are. They're three. Yeah, they're three. I have two offspring, a three-year-old and a six, 17-month-old. I think our kids, when was your littlest? Yeah. December 21st. Okay, December 11th. So ah. they're they're really close. Yeah, super close. Yeah. Awesome. Two, say, say those ages again. Three and 17 months. That's right, tough. Then. Three and 17. Yeah, that's a tough time, right? I I feel like I'm getting out of the impossible. Like, the first year felt just like survival. Yeah, because how far apart are they? 20 20 months. Oh, my my first two are 20 months apart, and that is a rough go. Yeah, but I feel like the clouds are, like, I feel like it's changed. Like, right now it feels like I'm on vacation. It's so much better. Wow. What? I mean, comparatively. (laughs) By the way, I, I just spent last cool weekend vacation. away from everyone. Oh, so I'm in a really good that's why you feel. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it feels like vacation. That's why really you look like them. like well rested yeah. and put together. <laughs> awesome, Trevor. You should help us keep track of who has to go first each week because I don't ever oh, remember. Oh, somebody had an idea about that. What is it? I, I don't know. She didn't tell me. I just got oh. a text saying uh, I have a really great idea <laughs> for how you Thanks, guys can Jerk. decide who goes. Uh, you know, um, I think if we I, have something in the middle of the table, right. except your kids we could do like it. heads and tails, or just Trevor just write it down. <laughs> rock paper scissors. You know, like who wins? You go first. <laughs> you just give it away. You're like, it's all right. You start us off. Uh, well, mine actually kind of uh, ties in a little bit to 18 months when we. Uh, so we moved here. We just recently moved to California from New Jersey. And before we did that, we did like a trial stay where we, we came over for the winter and it was supposed to be three months and then it got extended to nine months and then almost got extended indefinitely. But we were like, we need to go back home and sell our house and like see our friends and mm-hmm. figure this out. But before we did all that, we stayed, we did what most people do when they come to the city and, or to LA. And we were like, we're going to live in Santa Monica by the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but the only thing we could afford is this really, really tiny apartment um, and so we brought... Was it the place that I visited you at? It was like a house. Oh, no, that was the second place. Oh. And the reason we found a second place is kind of the story. Okay. Um, so we moved into this really tiny apartment, but you could, like, run to the beach every morning. Oh. It was ideal. It was really nice. You could walk around. And there is something about that Santa Monica air. You just feel skinny and pretty and happy, and there's no worries. Mm. You're just mm. It's just like the trees are nice, and everything's just nice over there. But um, I was just in Huntington recently, this yeah. week, and uh, and it's so nice. It's like Cape Cod meets Jersey Shore. It was everything was just like laid back and I want to go there. Yeah, 
Well, we um, we drove cross country. We we took our twin eighteen month old. You drove? Yeah, we drove that time. So we drove across the country. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Wes, Wes was four. He had just turned four, and the girls. Oh no, five. Five. Oh, I, he just turned four or five. It doesn't matter. He was four or five, and the girls were 18 months. Um, and so when we got here, we landed, and we were like, all right, well, all the kids will share a room because they're all so small. We'll put the girls in pack and plays, and we'll put Wes in the bed, in the guest room, in the second room, and then we'll be in this room. And it, it seemed fine. And we were like, for a short stay, like, the apartment was cute. It was great. We were above a garage, so there was nobody below us. Nice. That is so key. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, clutch. Like stress. Yeah, nobody jumping around. There's nobody oh above God. us, nobody below us. If I had to live somewhere where someone was living below me, I would be such a stress ca- I'm already a stress case. <laughs> I can't imagine. But that's it, right? Like, we... So we have... We all pay rent or our mortgage... And, like, we should feel comfortable living in our houses. We should feel like we can be who we are. But I live in constant fear that Child Protective Services is going to come knocking on my door. Why? Because my kids scream. Oh, yeah. My kids scream all morning when they wake up. They scream all night when they're going to bed. (laughs) They scream all day when they're home. Or it's me, like, finally screaming at them. You oh, know? yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, my neighbors can definitely hear me yeah. screaming and yelling at my kids at bedtime. Right. I know that they can because I can hear them. I can hear them flush the toilet. My oh, neighbors boy. My neighbors don't talk to us anymore, and we can't figure out why. Like, to the point to where, like, the guy comes up, and if I'm outside, he'll sit in his car, and he won't get out of his car till I go back inside the house. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Like, they hate us. Wait, now, is it because of, like, political yard signs or anything like that? I think like it that? might be political okay. yard signs, because I think that they're on the other, <laughs> like, they put their political yard signs up, and we put ours, and it was opposing views. Uh-huh. Which is, you know, that fine. Might be part of it. It's fine. Oh, but they can, can we swear? Obviously. Yes, yeah, big yeah. time. They can go fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't need that. No. Yeah. But then, so Kate and I were like, why do they hate us? And I was like, I think they think we're the world's worst parents, maybe. Because, like, my kids are always running around and taking dumps out back and naked. <laughs> and, like, their kids never come outside. They're never allowed outside. And Wait, I, how old are have, their kids? There's uh, a year older than Wes. They have twin boys. I was what? so excited. I was like, oh, what? we moved in. There's twin boys next yes. door. <gasps> I have twins. That's so crazy. You have twins. And then they were like, no. Have you ever talked to them? Yeah. And when we first moved in, they would be like, hello, good to see you. Like, you know, neighbor talk. And what do you think was the event? I don't know. I can't figure it out. But they don't talk to us. But this isn't the first time. No neighbors talk to us. We had one neighbor that was obsessed with us. So I'd rather them not talk to me than be obsessed. I've learned that lesson. But, um, what? what does that mean? What does, what, that, what does mean? that entail? Oh, she used, so in, back in Jersey, she lived next door and she would watch us. She would comment about the things I was making in the kitchen. Whoa. She would, she would talk about conversations that Kate and I had Whoa. or that my <gasps> friends would have. Inside Whoa. your house that inside, she overheard? Inside my house oh, that she heard. super creeps Or she would call oh, me on the phone disturbing. and talk to me and she would like be, <laughs> she could see me. I like what it, you're it wearing. Really, she would like water her plants and stare at Wes while he was eating. She was so, she was so crazy did she live alone she would give yes she lived alone with her dog lucky um old no she was like 50s but then she starved herself to death and died in her house. Are you kidding this is the me? This is my funniest. This is my oh funniest my story God, ever. This is amazing. Oh yeah, it's she so sad. starved herself to death and died in her house. 
Yeah. She just watched you and she was like, well, this is nothing's worth eating if I'm not no. eating that pot pie this- that Amanda's <laughs> making. I'm going to die. No, this is when we went to California. So she used to oh, give. Oh, so you guys went to California and life was no longer worth living. Amanda, oh my God. you are a murderer. <laughs> oh, no. Was she, I mean. Oh, my God. This is an insane story, so Amanda. Insane. I mean, was she, she was anorexic. I mean, no, she wasn't. She got bari- bariatric Gary, oh, geriatric bypass. No, bariatric surgery. Bariatric, bariatric her bypass. Her stomach stapled or whatever. She got it. She got the the thing on her tummy, yeah. and it stopped her from eating. And then she was like, "I remember because so, okay, so I I was nice to her, even though I knew she was crazy. Um, but so I would like try to make her food, and she's like, "I don't eat food anymore. I just chew gum." And I was like, "That's funny. I wish you know, like, oh yeah, we're all trying to lose weight." Not realizing that she was being serious. Like, she just stopped eating. So, um... Oh, my God. That is so sad. It's really it's sad. so sad. There's, there was something... Yeah. It's very... It's very sad. Uh, so, we went to Santa Monica. <laughs> That's a bad segue. Okay. So, when we went to Santa Monica, she was like, I'm just chewing gum to lose weight. And I was like, okay, we're going to go to California. We'll miss you, but we'll be back in a little bit. And she was like, okay. And, uh, okay, and, I won't be eating goodbye. Yeah. Oh Did she get skinnier? Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. When she stopped eating, did she look good, though? Did it, did it work? I mean, I can, can I try it? Gum? That's it, just gum, right? That's you, pretty easy. You guys, I've gained weight since my last baby was born. <laughs> Truth. Oh. Um, but so when we were, that's, this isn't even the story. <laughs> I know, we took a real weird... A real dark, <laughs> weird turn. So, when we were in Santa Monica, in that apartment, in the living room, next to the window was the living room of the neighbor neighbor's apartment. Like, you could reach through the living room window and, like, knock on her window. It was that close. Oh, yeah. And she... I used to call her, like, the sexy lady because she would, like, walk around basically naked. And she lived the life that, like, I wish I was living where it was, like, sleep in all day, go out at night. So Holly Golightly lives next Holly door. Holly Golightly lives next door to my CPS kids. Sad story, <laughs> right? So every morning we try really hard to make sure that nobody's freaking out too late or too early in the morning. Like they're all screaming. We're like, shh, 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 shh. watch oh, a show, so watch stressful. a show, peep in the big world, just whatever it takes. And so we would get them all quiet and like shove TV in their faces to keep them quiet because it was the only thing at that time that would like stop them. And um, and then the same thing at night, they'd be like freaking out or whatever. One day, Holly Go Lightly wrote us a letter. And she left it on our front door. And it was like, hi, I'm your neighbor next door. And I don't know if you've realized this, but your kids are kind of loud. And, oh, what did it say? Something like, your kids are kind of loud and I'm trying to get sleep in the morning. Um, It's really hard to sleep when your kids are yelling all the time. If you don't mind trying to keep keep a lid on it, um, because I can literally hear everything that's being said in your apartment. Oh, God. Okay. As someone who has previously not had children, 
I totally get understand. her point of view. <laughs> understand. I, bu- I pay money to live here, and I deserve to be able to sleep yes. and not hear yes. everything from everyone. Yes. And as someone who has children... Mm-hmm. I you can, can also, go fuck yourself. Yeah, no. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's just I my mean, contribution to this entire <laughs> podcast. Everyone else can go fuck themselves. No, I mean, <laughs> I get it too, but also they're human beings yeah. and they're working through stuff. And you just got to <laughs> kind of deal. Like the world, I do find with like younger people, sometimes they do, there is a feeling that I get from maybe the younger generation. That sounds like the oldest thing I've ever said. Those young there's, entitlement. There's a lot of entitlement in terms of how everyone else should act mm-hmm. towards to, to benefit yeah. them. Yes. And I don't quite understand it. Because the answer is, look, lady, move. If you can't <laughs> deal with it. Move or start chewing gum until you die. You're looking pretty fat. Oh, that's really rough. So what did you do? Nothing. Good. We moved. Okay. We moved. How much later? Uh, we moved probably like two months or a month and a half later. And did you adjust your behavior or were you just like, oh, well. We did. We so at first Gosh. I was like, "Oh, bitch! It, yeah, fuck you! I'm fuck you!" Because the part that pissed me off the most was her saying, "I literally can hear everything you're saying." Yeah, like, oh, so you're listening and to like when my husband something. and I are like fighting, or you're like listening to me talk to my friends, or watch too much Bachelor on TV and shit shows. Like, what are you implying? Yeah. Um. I uh, yeah. And if you do hear everything that we're saying, then you hear me trying really hard to be a good parent and trying really oh. hard to like keep my kids under wraps and to get them to listen and to get them to stop screaming and you also hear me crying at night <laughs> like this oh, is terrible no. you know like so she hears all of that if she literally hears all of it and I want to be like literally you're not using it literally the right way but anyways uh so then I um Maybe she was. I don't know. Anyways, so I wanted to fucking write her back or just show up at the front door and be like, I just need to see what you look like because I also hear you and you're fucking terrible. Like, I just wanted to be, I just wanted to do something or take a dump oh, on her so front door, like bring Benny over and be like, go. Like, I don't know. And instead, I did nothing because I was like, I did remember what it was like to be her. I and think that was the right choice. Yeah, it's the a nothing choice. I just was like, I can't do anything just keep about living this. your life. Like, yeah. I'm glad she said something. Not really, but I also understood I it. What she wanted to result from that letter. So every Tuesday and Thursday morning, I'll take the kids. It's like you're arranging like a, a weird like hostage handoff, anti co parenting. Oh. I'll take the kids to the playground so that you can sleep in until it's like a. Mm. But no, you just keep living your life. Oh, and she can deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, so right, exactly. In order to get the kids out of the house so she can sleep in in the mornings, that's the other thing too. Yeah, she's I not was your at this roommate. like I was at like a crazy right. time too where. Uh, like they weren't sleeping everybody was screaming because of the transition of yeah, moving in the were time in a weird new, but you didn't have yeah. all your stuff no it was like filled with like little collectible glass things everywhere so we were just like <gasps> ah, the whole time oh my god um, i probably w- you know what i would have done now that i'm thinking about it honestly <laughs> is i would have made her like a gift basket with like earplugs <laughs> a noise machine like 
like um, Nyquil, it's very nice. Yeah. You know, major Nyquil. like bottles of whiskey, and I would have taken Cyanide. them and, and been like a row. This is going to be a challenging transition because it is what it is. But mm-hmm. like, here you go, and then I would have been like, yeah. it's off my, it's off That's my plate. That's a smart way to deal with it because. I don't know. That stuff is so stressful to me, but I also obviously have the feeling of, like, <laughs> everyone has to live their lives. Yeah. Like, what would you do if you lived next door to someone who had Tourette's syndrome or something? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be a frustration, but that's how they operate. Mm-hmm. So, like... You can't change that about them. You're going to have to change your situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Like with my crazy neighbor, we she was obviously there was something a little off about her. Like she would bring over all these used bottles of shampoo and write on them with Sharpie. <laughs> that sounds really normal. <laughs> she would bring over half-eaten bags of donuts that she would duct tape and say, "You guys can finish the rest." Like she she would always wow. always write sharp on Sharpie That's, Sharpie everything. Uh-huh. Um, so it was a little. She looked like Kathy Bates, and she was obsessed with. Katen, so I was like, oh my god, she's the real life misery. Like, that's the best way. Oh I was god. always, I was always, I was waiting, waiting for him to be in her, trapped in her room or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things, like, if Katen's ever missing, oh, we know exactly where he is. Oh, he's upstairs in Cindy's house, for sure. Or in the basement. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. She was, there was something about her that was like, woohoo. But then we, we changed how we responded to her. Because we knew she wasn't going to change. You right. know what I mean? And so we mm-hmm. had to change how things went. So she'd be like, we learned early on when I was pregnant. She was like, come over for dinner. And then she was like, take your shoes off. I'm going to give you a foot massage now. <laughs> and uh, we had just. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what you say? Yes. Your uh, neighbor? No, yes, my neighbor. <laughs> So then I got stuck sitting in a chair while she massaged my foot. Oh, my God. And Katen sat on the edge of the sofa staring at me like, oh, my God, how do we get out of here? Like, how do we get out of here? Amanda, this is such a (laughs) weird situation. (laughs) I do have to say, I mean, I know that was a couple years ago, right? Oh, my. Like, there's no way in hell. I would let things get to that. I don't know. I don't know, Elizabeth. It is a free foot massage. <laughs> one of those things where we were okay, like, oh, I'll, give no. this a, I'll give this a whirl. <laughs> That's when we were I mean, like, come on, oh. Kaden, if you're not going to do it, <laughs> the neighbor will. We had just moved from the city to the suburbs in New Jersey. So you're like, I think this is how they do it in the suburbs. Yeah, we were like dummies. We were like, oh, we moved here. I guess you do get to know your neighbors. And then there, we were like, and then she was like, now I'm going to give you a foot massage. And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. And she was like, no, I insist. I will be so hurt. If you don't let me massage your feet, that's and suburban I, culture. I would be like, and I was like, "Oh, and you're going to be hurt." Yeah, I <laughs> oh was, my god, Amanda, that's super. Uh, wow. Was, <laughs> yeah, you're so nice. Yeah. Was it a good massage? Uh, it was the most awkward massage. No, it was terrible. It's like one of those, you know, like um, was you it know, light like, like I, you get pissy. <laughs> I get pissed off when people do like a massage, but they don't really massage. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, they like just pet you. Yeah. Nothing it was worse. like that. Where I don't like, like being. Rubbed. You just want to like kick. You're like, stop it. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. That's not a massage. Can you imagine if she was like, I like do a massage. I was like, you suck at this. <laughs> That's not. Now if you're feed gonna... me dinner. The dinner you made me. Feed it to me now. She made us watch the Rockefeller tree lighting while she massaged my feet. So now every year when I see the Rockefeller <gasps> tree lighting, I think about you're crazy like Cindy massaging my feet. I'll be like, oh, that was seven years ago. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And she just continued to get weirder. 
Oh my god! One time she yelled at me. She Wait, called me a pig. This, what? I could talk okay. for hours about city. We're gonna stop now. Oh but my god. that's that's it. And so then I didn't do anything to this lady. I almost did passive aggressive talk where I was mm. like, "Fuck that bitch!" I or read the letter out loud and just laughed hysterically and was like, "Ha ha ha ha!" Yeah, bitch. But instead, I was like, "Oh right," because she could hear every she word. Could hear every word. So. I'm from Minnesota, and yeah. um, passive aggressive is our yeah. brand of kung fu. <laughs> 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 well, there was a moment I was that's like, our kung fu school or whatever, our, our Shaolin yeah. school. <laughs> I think like I made Kate go into the bedroom and go under the blanket and read it with me so that she couldn't hear our response. Oh my and god, then this I was is like, a nightmare. I was like, "What do we do? What do we do?" And he was like. Should we write her a letter back or should we? And then I was like, or should we go out there and talk about it and laugh at her and tell her she can fuck herself? And then he was like, no, let's act like we didn't get it. It will make her crazy. Yeah, that's, that's even better. Perfect answer. So we acted like we didn't get it and we didn't talk about it. And we I were just like, it. we were like, <laughs> okay, kids, you know, but we did still try to keep it under wraps because we understood, but we didn't do anything. Good for so you. And then she was always like, did they get my letter? Did they pay attention to me? Yeah. They don't seem to be paying attention to me. And then we moved away. A big you house. ghosted her, really? Yeah. Gosh, what? A, ugh. Bummer. <laughs> That's some story. <laughs> it's not actually a story. We don't really it's get a along. collection of crazies. We get along like kind of with our neighbors. We have a family next door. They have kids, essentially all of our kids' ages. Uh-huh. Um, they're um, they're. We live in a Koreatown, um, so our neighbors are Korean American, um, but they're super American. But they do speak Korean at home, and they have. Um, all of their friends are Korean American, and um, they don't seem to speak English when unless uh, non-Korean Americans are around. Um, and uh, they're super Christian, and they're super redneck. That's the main thing. They're super redneck. So he'll like he'll come out in the backyard with a BB gun. Oh, and he'll shoot squirrels oh. and crows. Oh my! Um, and uh, yeah, it's. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Koreatown. Yeah, he's from California. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, he's a soup. Ugh, we're always like, gush. Guys, this has been like very upsetting. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This will be a comedy conversational podcast about parenting, and it's the most depressing neighbor conversation. About the poor people that moved into her house. I don't think they knew she died in there, and they're our friends, and they listened to the podcast. Oh, what? So oh, hello. That didn't happen. Scratch it from the record. I'm so sorry to tell you. Oh, this my God. Podcast. Now they're going to be like, that's why our house is so haunted. <laughs> these goddamn gum wrappers is taking us 40 years to shovel all these gum wrappers out of Why has it felt like a ghost has been massaging my feet? <laughs> but, but like lightly. a bad massage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so here, I'll... I'll tell my story. Um, well, okay, so it's not, it's, it's sort of a story and it's sort of just a topic that I wanted to talk to you guys about. So, um, so I've been finding it really difficult and I think you guys can relate. Uh, I've been finding it very difficult to just like carve out time in my life to work. I don't, I, I'm six years into parenting. I do not understand how to carve out time 
for work. Like, um, I wrote this, I wrote this essay. Um, it wasn't even an essay. It was just like a long Facebook post about, uh, the San, the most recent San Bernardino shooting where that woman was murdered in a classroom. Uh, (laughs) this is the most fun episode. And like, it was about like toxic masculinity and stuff. So I wrote that and it got a lot of attention. I got a lot of shares and people approached me and they're like, you need to. That was so good. Thank By the you, way, it's so great. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. So yeah, and uh, and I've had people talk to me before about like, oh, you really should be writing, you know, ep- essays online. You should be selling these. You mm-hmm. should be um, doing op eds and that sort of thing. And I'm like, yeah, I should be doing that. I can do that. I'm a good writer. Um, and um, and so people were approaching me like, hey, you should do this. Here's some different avenues that you can explore. Hey, come write for me. Why don't you write this at this particular essay? Why don't you just like edit it and give it to me and I'll, I can pay you for it. Stuff like that. And I was like, great. Um, and then I was never able to find time to just do it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to do it. I can't, my baby never gives me a moment. My kids never give me a moment. Even if the babysitter is watching the baby, she won't give me a moment. I could leave the house. Um, that's a possibility. But then even that is like such a short period of time. And I, I like to think that I'm a that I'm good at time management. Like I'm I I'm good at making systems and getting shit done. Cause I do that in every other avenue of my life, but man, I just can't get it together. And like, I had agreed to teach this like corporate improv workshop and I had like only, I had like skimmed. So it's sort of a story. Uh, I had only like skimmed all the details ahead of time. Um, and so like, the, but I was like, I'll figure it out. Like, cause I do these corporate, I go to companies, uh, it'll be like Google or whatever, some lawyer's office or a healthcare place. And I teach them how to do improv and it helps them communicate better in their office with, and so they communicate better with their coworkers. And then they also, um, can kind of, um, have a little fun. Um, let's just like break, let's step out of our box, you guys. Yeah. So they, yeah. So they have more fun and then they also can like, I like the idea of like a lawyer saying something like we're having this improv workshop so that we can all learn to say yes. Mm-hmm. And Mary, <laughs> you need to be at this workshop. <laughs> Uh, it's actually fascinating like some of these companies are really fucked up like like the boss will be in there and everyone's like (laughs) super weird around them and it's clearly like such a dysfunctional atmosphere so it does it actually is very edifying I like going into these places sometimes because I feel like I'm doing something to kind of help them be a little more functional and happy as just human beings So, uh, so anyway, I, I had this corporate workshop. I did, I skimmed all the details. So the, I was like the morning of, I'll just like bang it out and I'll, I'll figure out exactly what I'm doing. And so the morning of, I like look at all this shit and I realized like the itinerary wasn't sent to me. And so, and then I realized, oh gosh, it's actually an hour away. And, um, oh gosh, uh, this, uh, the person like sort of running this from the office, uh, gave me this like kind of rundown of stuff to do. Am I, do I have to do this? Can I, can I change it a little? And all of a sudden I was like, oh no. Um, and so I started to like 
freak out and panic. And then my husband like made breakfast for me. And it was literally like, it was like something out of, I don't know, like Mr. Mom or something. I was like choking down my breakfast. Like, I don't got time for this. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> like, you know, like my husband's putting on my tie, uh, and handing me a briefcase kind of thing. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it was just like very stressful. And, and I, and I, I felt so bad, uh, you know, on, on the way in this hour trip, like trying to figure out, like trying to communicate with the office and trying to figure out every, all these details and stuff. And, um, and it was one of those things where it was just like, gosh, I can't, I feel like I can't even do my job well because I'm so overwhelmed all the time that I, I, or even just someone approached us about, um, uh, about featuring our podcast somewhere. And in, in an effort to be professional, I, I sent her a quick email back that was like, Hey, we're super interested. Bye. And, and in that effort to be professional, I think I actually fucked us over and made us look very unprofessional. So I feel like I can never win in terms of like, just like getting shit done. And I feel like I'm just in this hole of motherhood and I can't, to me, to me that is like the biggest challenge that that has been the biggest challenge for me in motherhood is balancing or whatever the fuck that means. There's no balance. It's, it's, uh, it's like coping (laughs) with the guilt of like whatever sacrifice you're making Mm -hmm. at the moment in time Mm -hmm. for, because, um, I'm kind of in a similar spot now but I was working on this pilot for CBS from September until February. Wow. And that's intense. Yes. Especially with a baby. Yeah. And the previous year, I also was working on a pilot for ABC, which our last, my last big notes call, I got an hour before I went into labor with my son. Oh, um, my Luckily, God. like Casey Wilson, who's been on this show, and June Raphael were my producers, so they like took the baton and ran it home for that last notes call. But like those two situations, particularly this one, this last one, I was like pulling all nighters, November, December, January. I like did not see my children. Oh, that's really, it rough. was hard. And I also was like patting myself on the back cause I was doing the work and mm-hmm. that was the priority. But since then the pendulum has swung the other way completely and it's been and it's also like I'm not on a deadline. I don't have notes calls. It's all self motivated. Motivated and uh it's been so hard to get like in the headspace. For me there are two things. One is um getting out of the house. Even though my children are both as of last month both in daycare outside of the house. Oh. I still have to get out of the house. Uh-huh. Uh and then two is that I, I haven't started it yet, but I'm going to go back on Wellbutrin in two weeks. And even knowing that that is in the future has made me more productive. <laughs> yeah. Like dude, there's I a think beacon of like, um, and it, I don't mean to say this so cavalierly, but I've like, I've had depression on and off since I, I like suffered trauma when I was 19, both my parents died. And so I've had, I've been on it four times in my life for like a year at a time. Mm-hmm. And I know what it does for me. And depression for me is not like crying all day. It's like aimlessly wandering around, unable to focus, like not really feeling stuff, just kind of detached. And that is how I've been feeling for the last like month and a half. And so I'm like, 
the answer is waiting. <laughs> like this thing is going to help me. I know it and I'm excited about it, but, um, those are, those are my hot tips that were totally unsolicited, but I feel you. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. It's hard. And whatever you do, you feel like you suck. And then, and then there's, sorry to pile onto this, no. but while I'm here, there's the, uh, there's the, this like fleeting, like their childhood is slipping oh, through 100%. our fingers and I should actually like be a stay at home mom. Yes. And feeling that you need to be a hundred percent present and that all of this is, yes, is nonsense. Right. That this what career, really matters. It's really just none of it. Vanity. <laughs> right. Right. It's just ego. What really matters is. I mean, luckily my kids love daycare and like love other children and learning and stuff. So that alleviates the guilt. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we'd all be miserable if we were just stuck in our house all day with me. But, um, (laughs) me, me, especially being stuck in the house with me, but, um, it's tough. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting. Wesley's doing some sort of mother's day project in his after school program. And I think it's a book about their moms. Like, and all the kids are writing things. Aww. And I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified to see what he says. It's going to be like, my mom loves to be on the computer. My mom <laughs> loves to tell me to get the hell out of the room. My mom tells me, it's time for me to lay down, go away. Like, my mom will never put her phone down, even when I ask her very pointedly. Yeah, my mom will never put her phone down. My mom only likes to go to Target. My mom doesn't find happiness in most days. Like, you know, like, my you mom imagine? placates me a lot when I <laughs> talk to her directly. Oh my gosh, my son gets so mad. Sometimes I'll be, like, I'll be trying to have a... I'll be trying to, like, formulate a thought, but I'll also have, like, I'll be trying to, like, take care of something else uh, while, and my my oldest son will come up and be like, Mama, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. And he gets so angry when I'm like, oh, yeah, because he, he knows yeah. I'm not present, that it's just mm-hmm. a sound that I'm making to placate him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he gets really pissed. <sighs> He's like, Mama, I hate that. Don't say it like that. I Busted. used to do that. My mom would do that to me all the time yeah. when I was a kid. And oh, I my would, dad, yeah. I would use it, though, and I would go get animals. So I would be like, Mom, I'm going to get, oh. Mom, 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 there's some baby ducks outside. Can I have one? And she'd be like, yeah, sure. And I was like, yes. And I'd like, Run. <laughs> Mom, Mom, there's baby kittens can I bring one home yeah sure wow yeah (laughs) at a petting zoo (laughs) Florida people don't get their cats spayed and neutered in Florida (laughs) 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 or they or they didn't used to but there were always kittens and ducks I don't know and I would bring them the ducks and she'd be like stop bringing home ducks because I guess when you grab a baby duckling you put your scent on it and then the mom doesn't take it anymore everyone knows ducks have a great sense of smell yeah so mm. I would, like, bring all the ducks home with me. And I was like, I got another one. Because we lived by canals. So there would be oh. ducks and stuff over there. So I'd go get one. I was really good at catching baby ducklings oh. and stealing them from their mothers <laughs> and bringing them home. But I always <laughs> I then, always used those moments to get what it. What happened to them? I would bring them back and then say, like, bye. And yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Please, <laughs> sorry, I got my stink all over this dog. Take it back. <laughs> Oh. Not that you were a stinky kid. Yeah. But anyways, that's that's how I respond to your story. <laughs> it's a story about me and my cats as a kid. Um, no, I mean, I... So someone said to me, I think it was in... I want to say it was one of my favorite professors. She used to say that uh, learning to say no 
is also like the greatest oh, yeah. tool in the whole world, and which is interesting because like Great you teach professor. improv, right? But it's like so you teach everyone to say yes and yeah. So it makes it really I feel hard. like I say no to shit all the time. Yeah. I'm constantly saying no to shit. Mm. No, I can't coach your team. No, I can't do this show. But also, no, I'm going to walk away and take time for myself. Yes. Now. That's mm-hmm. the sort it's of shit I don't know how to do. Yeah. It's no for yourself. Yeah. Knowing mm. knowing how to say no. Like, Caden struggles with this. He took on two shows all at once and was working days, working nights, and was, like, beating himself up over it. And, and he had no time for us. And so all the kids were freaking out on him because they wanted him around more. And and it was one of those things where it's like, he's like, I can't get any work done. I can't, like, I'm not getting anything done yeah. right. Yeah. And it was like, well, okay. So it's awesome that these opportunities are presenting themselves. You have to pick the one and go for it. And, like, I will help you. And then after that, like... We're going to learn from this and try to move forward. But yeah. I totally agree. Getting out of the house for work is mm-hmm. ideal if you can. Me. So, Elizabeth, what oh. broke you? What oh. drove you to drink? Colic. Colic. So, my daughter, Teddy, so she's three now. We're well beyond this. Which, by the way, anyone who's facing colic, like, I had, it was like hell. And then now she's, like, such a good kid. Like, she really makes our lives as easy as possible. And she's three, so that's saying a lot. Um, But she screamed for the first five months of her life. Whoa! And the day she turned five months, it was like we had a new... It was literally overnight. We had a new baby. It was so crazy. Wow! And I think her body... I really think there was some... Like, she was allergic to something in my milk. There was something going on. Um, she had really bad eczema. I took everything out of my diet, and I actually have a theory about <laughs> To this day, she won't eat a potato. She won't eat french fries. And I, so I had taken all this stuff out of my diet, but I was, like, living on this, like, lentils and lentil potato soup. I was eating so many potatoes, so I think oh. I maybe was just potatoing the shit out of her. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she, you know, and for me... I don't know what other people's experiences, but like that identity shift of your first kid is so profound mm-hmm. and like being in this like cocoon and feeling like the whole world is passing you by was mm-hmm. really weird for me. And, um, and especially in those first few months when like time no longer is like exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's it's just, you're awake and you're, Oh my gosh. I mean, everyone tells you like sleep. No. And I was always like, oh, fuck off. But and also, it, when you're pregnant, everyone's, like, all about you, and then you have the baby, and everyone disappears. Yeah. And then you never lonely. see anyone again. Yeah. Um, but... You'll see them again, everyone. Yeah. For me, it wasn't even lonely. It was, like, survival. It was because I didn't have time to be lonely, so it was, like, I mean, I was just all day, every day was just, like, bouncing, swaddling, mm-hmm. bouncing, walking, like... None of it works. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was just desperately trying different things. Um, she did sleep. I will give her that. She was like a good sleeper, awesome. which was amazing. But the final, like, I mean, the, the, I guess the punchline to the story is that when she was like three and a half months old, she had been crying for literally eight hours straight, no sleep, tense muscles, sweating. Whoa. And I was like, she's 
bleeding. She has internal bleeding. Like, what is happening? You know, Uh and it's that type of scream where you're just like, you are in immense pain. It's not... So, I took her to the emergency room, freaked out. You know, they hook her up to everything. It's just so scary seeing your tiny little precious baby going through so much. They, like, were monitoring her. I mean, her heart rate was out of control because she was just so worked up. Whatever. Finally, she finally she just like pooped out and calmed down. Nothing. Oh, you mean she calmed? Oh, yeah, she, she didn't, didn't like poop out. I yeah. was like, okay. oh, she just had to she, poop. No, no, yeah. She finally <laughs> just she finally just like clicked out of it or yeah. whatever. And they she was like, I'm they, exhausted. Yeah, like six hours into the ER, they you know they finally release us. Nothing was wrong. They had like That's done madness. all of these tests and stuff, and. The the discharge paperwork diagnosis, crying baby. Fuck you. And I was like, of course. Like, of course I'm that mom who takes their kid into the emergency oh room <laughs> for crying baby. Oh, my God. But um, oh. that that whole time was crazy. Oh, and then, dude. And then at five months, she woke up and was, like, so happy, so easygoing. Her eczema cleared up I mean it all was linked obviously and honestly then I was just like bored I was like oh is this because I wasn't in that panic mode like Mm -hmm. the adrenaline was gone and I was just like oh (laughs) (laughs) I mean trust me I was happy but it was like that weird I don't know it was weird so that's my that was the one why mommy drinks I drank yeah I drank um it's really, it's got to be so hard, too, because you work really, you work your butt off, you know, baking a baby, you have the baby, and then the baby comes out and is screaming at you mm-hmm. nonstop. So you're supposed to have this magical, like, calm, cute, swaddle baby that, like, smiles for pictures and is happy, and then you have to go through the first five months with that baby screaming at you. Yeah, it's especially hard with, like, breastfeeding, because she would get so hungry and would eat, 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 and then she would come off screaming bloody murder and so that was like my lowest point I mean the hospital thing was horrible but there was a day I remember where like that kept happening my husband was home and I just started screaming with her yeah (laughs) and I was like like he came and take her took her wisely Mm because it was that moment like it was just a blip of it but where I just was like I cannot you know Mm -hmm. um and then and then you're back in the saddle. Like, you just take it. You need a minute <laughs> and then come back to to reality. But that was hard. That's really Actually, hard. Actually, talking about, I've forgotten how hard it was. And my second kid was, like, such a dream baby. Good. You deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> felt like you I got did. that nice gift. Yeah. And I, you know, had him, as we were talking about, I had him in the car. So it felt like it was a, a pretty Elizabeth thing out the gate. Had a baby in a car. In a car. Not on purpose. No. It wasn't like a home birth, like, but it's in our car kind of thing. I mean, it was. I know. (laughs) This is my happy place. I want to have this baby in this car. Um, That's the way it went. And then we brought him home, and he was just, he's just been (laughs) dreaming. 
<laughs> He's like, whatever, guys. You could. I mean, I don't need to be in a hospital. Very <laughs> his personality. I'm just, I'll be over here. That's cool. Yeah. I'm sure you've probably talked about this to death, but when you showed up at the hospital and you were like, I just had this baby in a car. Like, did they all, like, were they like, what? Well, so it was actually a birth yeah. center. It was, oh, a, it was birth a birth center. center. In not, and not everyone listening oh, no. knows like, this yeah, story. So, I mean, feel free. Well, I'll give you the abridged version. Birth center where I had my daughter, and it was very, like, I had hypno-babied. I had, like, you know, it was a water birth. It, it. Not to say it wasn't intense, but it was 40 hours. Jesus! Did, was it already a... Uh, did you have a drug-free uh, birth the first time? Yes. Okay, so at least you had that under your belt. Yeah, but I can Going into you, a car birth. Betsy, the difference between being prepared <laughs> and being not prepared... Oh, gosh! Like, my first one, it was 40 hours, but I was like... In it, I mean, I like was having conversations with my deceased female relatives. I was like, "Oh, whoa!" It was all, you know, it was very internal. And it, it wait, was, was that a good thing? Like yes. we're in a fucking yurt, kind of. You, okay, yeah, that kind of great thing where you're like, no, it was like it was like I was hypnotized. I was, you know, dealing with it. It was painful and stuff, but I was like vocalizing and like working through it. This is what I wished for. Yeah? I wanted that. Oh, so I bad. wanted a twilight birth. <laughs> what is a twilight birth? It's like the sixties where they like put, Oh they put you <laughs> out. Yes. Like, and then you yeah. wake up you and there's your baby <laughs> and you have no recollection <laughs> of any of it. The second one I did not prepare for because I was like, I've been I've done this before. I didn't have time to think about it or worry about it. And I was like, so I'll the just, second baby. Yeah. I don't have time for this. Do this when it comes. And um, uh, P.S. Baby number three is like that, but more so. Oh, I'm sure. He's like, all right, I'm running. I could <laughs> jump on, jump onto this moving train, baby. <laughs> I will never know that for sure. Fair enough. Um, but the second one, I was, like, out the gate, like, like, I was not graceful at all. I was not, I was, like, like, just so in pain and whatever. So the second one was 20 hours, and I had to get antibiotics, because I had that weird thing in your butt that goes in your vagina. Wait, and okay, wait, hold on. GBS, is that what yes, you're talking about? Yeah. It's the butt that goes in your vagina. It's, it's a bacteria. We all have it. Everyone at some point in time... Trevor. So Trevor, Trevor has it right now. So you're, you're Trevor, they engineer. It, they test you Produce. when you're when you're yeah. like close to giving birth. They test. They do a swab yes. of your vagina and see if this lives in your vagina. And yeah, it's a bacteria that goes from your butt into your vagina. And all of us, it's at like some pink point eye for your pain. No, I'm kidding. But it's not even. It's not even like, it's like pink eye for your pink eye. Sorry, it's not even an infection. It's, it's just like things move, whatever. I've had it. I've had it. We've all had and it. And I felt such shame. Well, here's I felt such shame for my dirty pussy. pussy. Let oh me, gosh, you guys. Let me just make everyone feel comfortable. All of us, all of our pussies, at some point in time, have this. No, and, I don't believe it. And. Um, it just, it matters if it, you happen to have it when... I'm looking at you. When you're giving birth is when yeah. it matters. Oh, okay. So I had to get antibiotics every eight hours during yes. labor. And so it stings. That's what I remember. I didn't mind the thing. Like, it didn't feel... I, it didn't hurt or anything, but it was annoying because I was in labor, and I'd get to the birth center, and they'd start the IV or whatever, and then uh, my labor stopped, and they would send me home. Oh. And so this... 
this happened twice. So this third time I was like, we are not going. And I also was like, by the way, if they send us home, we're going directly to a hospital. I'm getting an, like, I'm so over this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so this time Andy, my husband was like, really like, let's, let's wait until it's like really there. <laughs> And we forgot that it was, like, a Friday. You know, you lose track of time and everything. It was a Friday before Christmas in Los Angeles. And when it got really there, it was 530. Oh, 530 in Los Angeles is not when you want to be... Delivering a baby. Driving anywhere. Anyway, so we got onto Silver Lake Boulevard, and it was, like, a parking lot. And I was... Oh, my gosh. Screaming my head off. And then we got into the highway... And I could tell I was pushing at the end of the <gasps> Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't even talk. I was You're, in so much So pain. your body just went on autopilot? Yes. I was out of control. Andy it, imitated the sounds I was making and stuff. Like, yeah. D- I, like I was like, <laughs> I was, like, doing, like, crazy shit. <laughs> and I couldn't speak. No, what what is it? Looney Tune. Like, yeah. <laughs> my eyes popped out of my head. My totally. my tongue became stairs. <laughs> anyway, we get off the highway. Steam came out of my ears. I looked at my husband. He became a drumstick. <laughs> Driving this car. Somebody drives by you. Like, I can't imagine. I literally... I was, like, looking at the other cars for, like, help in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I... And then, uh, and then we like got off the freeway, and it's the first words I can say. Driving by, he's like climbing up, just like. Because I was so out of it. I undo my seatbelt. You stole your seatbelt. I, seat <laughs> I, I pushed down my pajama pants as oh much as I God, could. Oh my I was God. in the passenger seat, by the way, which I couldn't put back because there were car seats. <laughs> oh no, you couldn't put it back. And I, I look at Andy and I go, he's coming. <laughs> and Andy turned into like a British person because he was like... Deep, digging so deep to be calm that he goes, darling, I've got this. He had the nerve to say, I've got this. Oh my and God, got, Andy. Wait, just who, who was wait. so great in this whole situation. That's amazing. <laughs> darling, I've, I've got, got this. All of a sudden he is Cary Grant. Yes, he was. He was very like, I've got this. And he got our midwives on speakerphone and he goes, the baby is coming. Do I need to pull over and deliver? And they were like, um. And then he goes, this is a bad connection. Can you please get a phone? <laughs> like, that he, he needed her on a regular phone. So she calls him right back. And then he was like, do I pull over or do we keep going? We're like three minutes away. And she was like, keep driving. His head was crowning. Crowning. So we pulled into the parking lot and his head was out. <gasps> and they oh they had towels like we didn't even park we just like pulled in the parking lot <gasps> and stopped the car and they were there with towels to open the door and he was born, so they delivered him. Luckily, like Andy didn't have to deliver him oh, on the God. side of the road, and then and at least you delivered him at sort of at yeah, the hospital. Yeah, and then 
and then they um I like that towels were a main component. Yes, well they were there with towels, thank God. In hot water. Marianne, some water. Their Get aprons towels. were on, luckily. Um, what would you say? Their aprons were on. <laughs> Thank goodness. But then I got really... I hope they got all the men folk out. Uh, yes, there were no men anywhere, but they... Um, they. I got really cold immediately, and Otis was like crying. Were you in shock? Probably. Yeah. It was all so surreal. I mean, even to the... No, he was yes. healthy and stuff. But I was, like, freezing, and it was, like, a really windy, weird, overcast day. And so then they were like, let's walk inside. The placenta was still in me. Oh the God. umbilical cord is still. So I'm holding him, You're, and I get walking? out of the car. Yes. What? I walk myself. Honestly, and they didn't help me that much. I kind of was like, Where the, is Shouldn't they put you on a stretcher? I felt like that. Or a wheelchair? It was all just so weird. I was like, so am just I walking? Just take your baby, collect your baby, can and, you your, just, can and you your umbilical pick- cord, and uh, just walk inside. Can you just pick that up? They gave me like a little help, like an elbow lift here. What? But can you imagine if somebody was going on a tour? <laughs> and they walk out. And this is and our, just, like, the Miller Wing, and that is, <laughs> oh my God. baby. Like, hold on a second, I still have to past this placenta. There's like a ho- like a horror movie. Well, that's what I I was so out of it. I was holding him. Did and you I have was pants? On? Walking no pants. So it was just walking my shirt. in public with no pants. And on. I go. Did they need to cover you or anything? Well, it was. It, it's, I mean, I guess they had towels. It wasn't public. It was. It was like this back. They have this whole. I have to say, this is Del Mar birth center. They're fantastic. And okay. There's like a back entrance for All right, women. So it's a birth center. It's not like people are just like at a gift shop. No, or no. Some shit. And. But I'm walking in, and I was like, I hope, I hope I'm not dripping at all. Like I had, I was oh my so god, delirious. so worried. About oh my god, Andy oh. was like, there was, I mean, you could water ski on the like, <laughs> like shit, the trail of like blood and guts behind me. <laughs> oh no, it appears I've made a mess. I'm sorry. Do you have a mop? I didn't even look back. I'm almost done. Uh, the Del Mar Birth Center has a great new business plan. Hear me out. Hear me out. Don't say no. Water skiing. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Anyway. Oh, my so, gosh. Long story short, I think I deserved a drink after that. <laughs> you deserved an IV at the key. Oh, my God. Did you have a drink? Because I, I had a drink in my uh, after my first baby, but I was full of antibiotics, oh. and um, and I broke out in hives like immediately. Oh, it was uh-oh. a bummer. Yeah. That is a huge bummer. Yeah. Jeez, that's I was like, I'm going to have champagne. Oh, no. Wait, so did you ever drink there in the hospital? or Not there, center? but... Like later that night, because the thing about a birth center is you go home, you know, you go home, like I delivered the placenta, we had some chips and guac, and then we, (laughs) cool, cool, super laid back California style. Oh my God. Got back in the car. We surfed a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> surfing. One of the midwives like detailed we our did car a, a while we were in there. <laughs> Tinge of yoga. What? She like detailed the car. Like she we got in car. it. It was like nothing had happened. Amazing. And uh, amazing. So we were home like three hours after. Are yeah. you kidding me? Uh-uh. That was it. I mean, with my daughter again. <laughs> there's a theme here. Uh, we. I gave birth to her in the tub, and then three hours later, we, like, got Chipotle on the way home. <laughs> Hi, I'd like some uh, barbacoa tongue. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are such chill Californians. Oh, my God, I love it. I love, now, oh did my they God. have guac and chips for you, or did you, like, 
go get They them. had it. So they were like, hey, would you like some of our uh, bedside guacamole where they like make it for you? <laughs> Tableside guacamole. Some some little guy with like a—he's got a bow tie and a tuxedo on, and he makes you like a saucy saucier or whatever at French (laughs) restaurants. So they have that. You can get Bernays sauce made or guacamole, whatever. They (laughs) whatever the mom wants. They they like tell you to like tell them what kind of food you want, and you can also bring food. And I have to tell you, I didn't think I didn't worry about like what diapers to get or like mm-hmm. what type of crib sheets I was like what food do I want after yes. yeah so we had like basically a Vegas buffet like there were like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches we had like a Vegas buffet a whole Mexican option we had like all these different types of food that I could have after Otis with Teddy, we were just like, we'll just get Chipotle and call it a day. So that is awesome. Anyway, so I feel like this took so long. That so was much amazing. I'm sorry, that was a great for a very I think serious episode. Uh, that was an amazing and thank we, you for sharing that. Yeah, especially since I know you shared it before. And I ha- it's been a while, so that was fun. You guys are great. Walk down audience. memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, um. You can uh, you can find Emily. Uh, sorry, Elizabeth. I'm all messed up. Emily. Cool, cool. Who's Emily? Cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, I thought her name was Elizabeth. I'm a mess. Cool. Uh, you can find Elizabeth on Instagram at Elizabeth Elizabeth Lame, and that's L A I M E Elizabeth Lame on Instagram. And also, she has a podcast, Totally Married, that you do with your husband. Annie, yeah. And it's awesome. Thank you. And you should check it out. Uh, I'm Betsy Stover on Twitter. Oh, I'm Amanda Allen on the Twitter. Uh, and uh, thanks to Trevor Reese and Tyler Walker. Uh, Tyler, <laughs> Trevor, why am I all messed up? Uh, Trevor Reese is our engineer producer. Tyler Walker did, did our the theme song. song. Yeah, Danny Littlefield did our artwork. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Elizabeth. Yes. You're doing a great job. Oh, God, thank you. It's true. So are you. Thank you, Elizabeth. So are you. Thank you. So are you. <laughs> Trevor, good Aww. job raising those kids. And uh, Betsy, you're doing a great job. Thanks, man. You're welcome. And uh, any of our listeners out there, if you find yourself without any time to do your work, to do your work. If you find yourself hurtling down a highway with no pajama pants on, <laughs> asking strangers for help, or your neighbor is insane and wants to massage your feet. <laughs> You're doing a great job. You sure are. My mommy drinks.